You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to site now. Check out all the good stuff we have here leading you into the NFL offseason. It is Combine Week, so we're going to learn a lot more about the 2022 NFL Draft class here. We have uh, nearly 325 invites. Not everyone will work out, but we'll have a better idea at the skill positions, and we know beyond that, Offensive linemen, defense, will get a bigger and better picture here of the best prospects to look at. So we broke down some of that stuff. We will continue to update that for you as we learn more about the prospects and their potential for fantasy football production, as well as looking at what teams are thinking here as we get closer to the draft. And don't forget, we'll have free agency before then. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. As I mentioned at the top here, this is a, a look at the offseason, and that means we're going to continue our series looking at uh, teams from the NFC South. We took care of the NFC West on yesterday's show, so this is a breakdown of things that uh, are going to be concerning for these teams there from Atlanta to Tampa Bay. We'll start with the Falcons and on the Buccaneers. A lot of big question marks this division seems very wide open here for 2022. So let's dive right into Atlanta. Atlanta has a lot of question marks here. Pretty good season, I thought, under their first year coach, uh, Arthur Smith. A little bit of good uh, signs from Matt Ryan, but he struggled at times and not big numbers there in fantasy football. We know that. He f- finished well in the QB2 range. A lot of that was unforeseen circumstances. They've moved on from Julio Jones. They are trading him to the Titans. That turned out to be a good move. Julio could not stay healthy and had limited returns for the Titans. What unfortunately happened was Calvin Ridley, and uh, hopefully he's uh, feeling better, but it was a tough situation for him to take a leave of absence for the team. We thought it was going to be short-term, then it kind of developed into just being a year-round thing. So now there's speculation. Is Calvin Ridley happy in Atlanta? Does he want out of there? I mean, he had a massive season playing off Julio Jones. Really two big years as a touchdown creator there for the Falcons. So that was a big detriment to Matt Ryan's value that we didn't see coming. And we also know that it hurt Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts ended up still as a tight end one as a rookie. We thought that, but I think he could have been a top five tight end and he had Ridley deflecting some attention. A lot of defenses realized that the Falcons were lining him up everywhere and gave him a lot of coverage, whether it was inside or outside, wherever Pitts was going. They sent a gaggle of defenders or their best defender at him, knowing that he was the one guy in the pass game. They also have to see if uh, they want to bring back Russell Gage here. So not the best uh, receiving core overall. We know that. And uh, Cordero Patterson, he didn't turn out to be a receiver as much as being their leading rusher. So we went in thinking Mike Davis. He had a nice year with the Panthers filling in for Christian McCaffrey. He thought Mike Davis is going to do something here in Atlanta. That didn't materialize. They were holding back Cordell Patterson as a hybrid player. He breaks out. He turns into an RB1, essentially, here that was free. Other really late in drafts, 
or as a priority free agent after week one. So we'll see if that will continue here for Cordell Patterson. It is uh, something that you look at with this uh, team is uh, Patterson is a free agent here. So they're going to have to make a decision about Cordell Patterson. Is he the guy here that they want to pay? He's going to be in his 30s here. So usually don't think about that, but they could franchise tag Patterson. That's how important he was to Arthur Smith's offense. Now, he wasn't the traditional running back that we saw in this offense. Derrick Henry putting up the big numbers, but you knew it was a good effective running scheme. The offensive line with all the veterans played pretty well in that capacity. They were a little bit off in pass protection. They might have to look to upgrade there with some of the veterans they have. But something you look at with the Falcons is definitely, do they re-sign Patterson? Do they trade Ridley? That could really hurt Matt Ryan. The other thing is they could draft Matt Ryan's successor. So really the question marks of the Falcons offense is everything. What do they do here all together? Did Arthur Smith evaluate this team and see where they were strong and where they want to go? Again, I think a priority will be Patterson because other than Matt Ryan there in terms of reliability that they could show up every week and know he's going to be there. Patterson was the guy and then Pitts, they got to find some complimentary weapons here to Ridley and Pitts. So if Ridley returns, that's going to improve Pitts' outlook there. He's not in that really tough coverage. I think what would help even more if the Falcons add a pure deep threat, kind of in that Julio Jones mode. I like one guy out of Georgia there that they could look at, George Pickens. He would be ideal, strong, physical, has some speed and quickness there. He had some injury issues, we know, with the Bulldogs, but right down the street from Atlanta to Athens, he could be a helpful player. So, I need a guy that can stretch the field, take the top off of defense. Ridley is a slot receiver at times, can play that position here and that you can also work him in the red zone he's a very good short to intermediate route runner so that would really help Pitts and Ryan they just Ridley they just need someone who can hit home runs and they didn't have much of that here and it was a compressed passing game for Matt Ryan a lot are dependent on the production of Patterson here so again Arthur Smith again it's always good to see in year two we've also known Matt Ryan whether it's uh, with Kyle Shanahan or Steve Sarkeesian or anyone even a Dirk Cutter for Early part of his career, Mike Malarkey. It takes a couple years for Matt Ryan to totally immerse himself in an offense and play at a high level here. So Arthur Smith is more, again, a run-friendly offense that sets up big plays in the passing game downfield. So I'd be shocked if the Falcons did not add a deep threat of some sort here in 2022, either through free agency in the draft. They've got pretty good money here and resources. They're also going to see an opportunity where Matt Ryan's a veteran quarterback. These other three teams are a little bit in flux at that position. So they're going to try all that they can to help Matt Ryan be successful here in 2022. I think they'll also upgrade some defense here. It's always been kind of concern for the defense post-Dan Quinn. Quinn goes on and has a good run there with the Cowboys. So that had to be a little bit disheartening there where the Falcons have been looking for that playmaking defense for a while. But they have Dean Pease. He's been around with the Patriots and Ravens. He's going to upgrade that defense with pressure guys and secondary guys. And they have a lot of draft picks here three in the first two rounds to upgrade in Atlanta. All right, we'll talk about Carolina, New Orleans, and Tampa in our final three segments here on Locked On Fantasy Football, or our series here looking at the biggest questions facing every division in the NFL. We've got to get through eight. We're at two of eight right now. Football is over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. Great uh, action there going on after the All-Star break. you got the Warriors and Suns and Grizzlies. They're uh, pushing towards maybe winning the West. You've got uh, the East uh, with 
and what's happening with the Nets and 76ers. So all good stuff here down the stretch all the way through the playoffs. College basketball about to get into conference tournaments and work through the NCAA tournament. So all that good stuff. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land in any sport, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the coverage you need for international events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, uh, the second segment, we will look at what's going on at Carolina and New Orleans. Uh, hint, hint, and we're going to look at the quarterback most, but those are not the only offensive concerns here with both of those teams. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, what do we say here about the Carolina Panthers, our second team? We'll get to the Saints in a moment. I'm excited to talk about the Saints, but first we've got to talk about Carolina, A, then we go to C, and the Panthers here. The biggest question is how high and what they're going to do at quarterback. Are they going to be aggressive and go after one of these guys on the market that could become available? I know they've had their eyes on Deshaun Watson, down the street at Clemson, does he get cleared here, and do they make a blockbuster trade? We know David Tepper, their owner, is rather aggressive, so is their new GM from last year, uh, Scott Fitterer. He came over from uh, Seattle and made some moves right away. We know he made the Sam Darnold move. It hasn't quite panned out quite yet. And then you had the move in season for Stephon Gilmore. So they're willing to be aggressive to upgrade their team in Carolina. They have a demanding owner. Matt Rule is on very thin ice here. Barely survived here in year two. They've got to produce some results here for sure. And the pressure is going to be on offensively. Now, Sam Darnold, they're going to go probably for another year with him. And that, that's kind of disappointing if they can't see anything materialize with Watson. But they also can't rule out taking a first-round quarterback. The problem is a lot of question marks whether someone is worthy of a top-ten pick at quarterback. So, that's also something you have to weigh. Do they just bridge to Darnold, knowing they have to rebuild a little bit more here? The biggest thing we know with Carolina, offensive line. They have Taylor Moten. He's a pretty good player on the right side. He was their franchise tag player as a free agent last year. But other than that, it was an atrocious performance by that line. He had very unbalanced attack there. You didn't really get consistency from Chuba Hubbard or anyone in the backfield when Christian McCaffrey had the nagging injuries and couldn't stay healthy. That was definitely an annoying part of the season. McCaffrey dealing with more durability issues. So they kind of had revolved their own offense around what McCaffrey can do. But now they got to get something out of the quarterback. they got to get better pass protection here. It just was pretty ugly last year for the Panthers when they had to put in Cam Newton and P.J. Walker and some of these guys uh, that they were hoping that would lift them up here when Darnold went down. They actually were pretty decent. We know they got off to a hot start with Darnold. We remember those rushing touchdowns that he had. He was making like Newton there, scoring those touchdowns, and then he got hurt and never was right and came back too late. So he's going to get a second chance, a mulligan here from last season. We'll see what they do here with uh, Robbie Anderson. He's a guy that they can move on from for sure. DJ Moore, you got Terrace Marshall. Can he come back healthy? They just... Uh, Made sure Ian Thomas at tight end is in the mix for longer. So maybe changing up their offensive approach a little bit. Uh, ben McAdoo comes in 
there, replacing uh, Joe Brady, who was fired uh, at midseason last year. So you get McAdoo, he's going to be more about the short passing game spread around. He's a West Coast guy, he goes back to the Packers there with Aaron Rodgers, uh, back in today with Mike McCarthy. And then he also uh, worked with the Giants, we know, and uh, Eli Manning. So the West Coast principles are going to be in effect here, which uh, Brady was a little bit more innovative, but you're going to have some more classic looks here. So that could also help the quarterback get rid of the ball faster, get the ball in the hands of the playmakers on shorter passes there, use the tight end a little bit more. And if McCaffrey's healthy, you know he's going to be a big volume back. So let's consider the Panthers. They're looking at it for their situation as they have DJ Moore, they have Christian McCaffrey, upgrade the offensive line. We have a pretty good support system here for the quarterback. So I think they'll stay put on Darnold unless the, one of those big trade blockbuster opportunities is available to them. And then they'll work on that offensive line. So there's a few options there in that first round that they could look at. I don't think Evan Neal of Alabama is going to be around for their pick, but certainly Iki Ikonwu right down the street in Raleigh from NC State should be available. I think he has the potential to be a left tackle. There's some guys in the second round that you can also look at. Uh, Daniel Falele, Bernard Raymond, Max Mitchell that they can look at. But uh, if they're picking there in the first round, the guy that I have going to them is Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. I think he'd be a good fit left side opposite uh, the bookend of Moten there for the Panthers. All right, let's move on to the New Orleans Saints here. Quarterback uh, Jameis Winston is seen working out. He's not signed here for 2022, coming off the torn ACL. It's no longer Sean Payton. So Sean Payton had a soft spot here for Taysom Hill. Dennis Allen takes over. So still a bridge to Sean Payton there, but Dennis Allen's a defensive-minded guy. He'll be a little bit more hands-off, make the new offensive uh, decision-makers, make the call there a little bit. So Taysom Hill, I think the jury's still out on him. They were able to win a few games, but not enough here. Hill's limitations showed up in games where he had to pass. Winston was rather efficient playing off some things here, but the other concern is Teron Armstead at left tackle. This team is in really bad salary cap situations, so it's not looking good to keep Armstead. They're going to have to restructure quite a bit. Then we don't know what's going on with the Michael Thomas drama. So there are a lot of variables here for this offense going forward. Really the only known here is Alvin Kamara, that he's going to be a big part of what they do. But everything else, a little bit in flux, starting with their longtime left tackle, Armstead, figuring out what they're going to do. Quarterback, do they bring back Winston, give him another shot? Do they turn the page to Hill? Do they have an option C, such as a Marcus Mariota, to bring him in and give him a shot here at the offense? So there's all kinds of things. Mitchell Trubisky would fall into that range as well. So I really don't know what the Saints offense is going to look like. I know Alvin Kamara is going to get a lot of touches. And volume-based here. And he's getting a little older as well. He's got some mileage. I know he started off his career splitting with Mark Ingram. But the receptions can also take a toll when you're also carrying the ball quite a bit for him. And the workload has increased here. So a lot of things we need to see for the Saints and Falcons. So that's why, again, this division is very much in flux. And everyone's going to just look to be stable and try to get in the playoffs. And we know there are seven playoff teams. I think there's only going to be one from the South. So... Everything is kind of lined there. So Saints, everything's on the table. Right now, I have them going after a wide receiver early. They need to shore that up regardless. Marquez Callaway's not a bad player, but everything else is a mess. Traquan Smith, you can't rely upon too much here. I'm not sure about Thomas. So I think they need to get a number one all-round receiver. So Ohio State has a couple guys who would fit the bill. Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. You also have Jamison Williams of 
Alabama. I really like Traylon Burks of Arkansas. So a lot of options there for the Saints to upgrade and get a bona fide maybe number one here and uh, make Callaway the number two should the situation Thomas go south here in 2022. All right, there's a look at the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers here in our second segment. We do have to get to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and with them, the biggest issue is that Tom Brady is gone, and he's retired. So we'll get into that and what that means for them. There's a lot of other offensive issues as well. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why are often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com, both at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? When Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, they have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. If you need that, Rock Auto is going to take care of you. The best way to take advantage of all these great deals on auto parts that you'll save versus other places, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection there at Rock Auto. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Find them at rockauto.com. All right, it is uh, time to close the show here. Looking at the Buccaneers, we saved the best, literally, for last. Here are the Bucks, Super Bowl champions in 55 here uh, two years ago. And Tom Brady's first season fell a little short in the divisional playoffs, losing to the Rams there. So the Bucks move on here to their next chapter. So it's almost like they're restarting. Will they bring Jameis Winston back? That's something we're going to watch here. And did Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich see enough of him in the offense, even with the interceptions, that they want to go back there, that he gets whispered by the Saints in terms of being a little bit more efficient? Would they go that direction? Do they believe in Kyle Trask? He was a second-round pick last year out of Florida, so maybe there's something there that they know in practice. Is there a Mitchell Trubisky potential here for the Bucs? The Bucs know that they have a pretty good team around the quarterback. They have Tristan Wirfs holding down right tackle, Donovan Smith on the left. Concern is Ryan Jensen is the center there, that he's a free agent. So they lose him, that's going to be a little bit tough. They got him with the Ravens. He's been a great free agent addition, really clicked with Tom Brady. So that's a concern up front. you got to worry about Chris Godwin, not just about his free agency status after he was franchise tagged last year but also his torn ACL that he had late in the season. So a lot of things we have to look at with Chris Godwin for sure. So I think they'll bring him back. They're going to have to adjust some things in their contracts. But beyond Chris Godwin is the running back situation. Everyone is a free agent here except for Keyshawn Vaughn, who's a young player, still on his rookie deal here, going into year three. But you have now Leonard Fournette on side. You have Giovanni Bernard. He's not going to come back without Brady because he doesn't need a James White because Fournette ended up being that player and Bernard wasn't healthy last year. Le'Veon Bell, he was just a depth addition. He's gone. Ronald Jones, we know that Arians has not liked Ronald Jones all that much. So they could be rebooting here and getting a rookie compliment to Keyshawn Vaughn here in the draft, something we'll watch out for Tampa. They could also bring back Fournette. 
Quarterback, however, is the biggest question mark, and you got some nice tools here. Godwin, Mike Evans, even without Antonio Brown, we'll see if they can expand the rules here for Tyler Johnson, Jalen Darden. You have Scotty Miller. You'll still have Cameron Brait, and we're going to see if uh, they can convince Rob Gronkowski to not retire and move on to another team. He's a free agent at tight end. We also know that Arians hasn't been a big fan of O.J. Howard just by the playing time and just not being the best fit in what Arians wants to do. So I would expect O.J. Howard has played his last down for Tampa as well. So maybe shake up in the tight end core, running back situation. That would say Godwin has even more value here to keep, especially with Antonio Brown walking out of the team, really running out of the team literally here. So he's not going to be an option with Brady gone. And so there's a lot of things the Buccaneers got to sort out here. But the biggest thing is we don't want Godwin's and Godwin and Evans to go down too much. Because even with Jameis Winston, Godwin and Evans we know were awesome. So he put up the big numbers still. We want somebody who can throw 30 to 40 touchdown passes with these guys. It's probably a big ask here. Unless it's someone established, like a Jimmy Garoppolo in this offense could do pretty well. It's a very quarterback-friendly offense. Carson Wentz has been another name here out there. So whoever goes to the Buccaneers as a quarterback, not only are they going to have immediate fantasy football value, we know that Winston had that. He was still a QB1 with all his interceptions. Tom Brady was an elite QB1 in the last two years. But he's also going to boost all these players up to the level where they should be. I think Godwin and Evans are both kind of uh, in that wide receiver one conversation with their production, especially playing off each other and not having the third option here that's established with Brown not in the mix anymore. So a lot of things to watch for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, yeah, it all starts, do they want to go draft a quarterback and they want a free agent quarterback? So I think that's in play for the Panthers, Saints, and Buccaneers. What they do at quarterback will kind of set in motion everything else in their offseason, but Tampa also a little bit uh, has to be careful with their salary cap. They're going to have to rebuild a little bit defensively, but they're also going to be a more attractive destination than the Panthers and Saints because they're only a couple years removed from winning the Super Bowl. All right, there you have it. There's our breakdown of the NFC South and the offseason ahead and the biggest questions for all four teams here. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Don't forget, uh, we will continue the series. So we went west in the NFC. We went south in the NFC. That means we will go north. We'll go back up north here and break down, oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But those two teams there, also the Bears and Vikings with new coaches there, and Matt Eberflus and Kevin O'Connell, and then the Lions. What do they do in this year two of Dan Campbell after all that that we saw and uh, their high draft picks here that they have here in 2022. So a lot of good stuff there to talk about in the NFC North and the Combine going on. So we'll be watching up stuff that comes out of there as well to update you on the news and things that are happening with those four teams as well. And all the teams we're going to cover here in Locked On Fantasy Football in the offseason. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with inside analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Big, big deal this week for sure. Track all their information and insight while the NFL combine is going on back on in Indianapolis here for 2022. It's free and available, Locked on NFL Draft, wherever you get your podcasts, just like the show, Locked on Fantasy Football. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and we'll be back at you tomorrow looking at the NFC 